Welcome to Sharing the Victory, the weekly national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We've got an all-star lineup for you this Saturday. Today, we'll hear from Tony Dungy and John Wooden. Your host today, as every week, is communicator, sportscaster, and former college football coach, Ron Brown. Welcome to Sharing the Victory. I'm excited to be your host. You know, this is a dream come true for me. I love how God has wired me up for sports. And I've recognized as I've studied the Bible for the last 25 years that there's two ways of doing everything, and that includes sports, God's way or man's way. And it is our desire every week to give you 30 minutes of doing sports God's way, not man's way. You're hearing this show for the first time. And we felt the best way to kick it off is to spend time with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes National President, Les Steckel. And Les and I had a very interesting conversation about the direction of this radio show. Les, you've had a vision for a national radio program for FCA for some years now. And a lot of that initiated perhaps when you were coaching in the NFL and even before you became president of FCA. Is sharing the victory similar to that dream? You know, Ron, it is. Uh, I've always pictured uh, men, women, a family driving down the road on a Saturday to uh, go to an athletic event, and uh, suddenly they're hearing over radio shows, you would be right back with uh, John Wooden or right back with Tony Dungy or Joe Gibbs, and uh, suddenly uh, they get to their athletic event, and they're starting to park the car, and the guy says, hey, let's get up there and get a good seat, and uh, sure enough, you know, guy turns and says, are you kidding? Let's we got to wait for Tony Dungy. He's going to come right back. And then all of a sudden, there's Coach Dungy over a radio show sharing his faith in Jesus Christ and saying how it's the most important thing in his life. It's his priority. That's how he coaches, etc. And then all of a sudden, he starts giving a brief testimony of how he accepted Jesus Christ. And one guy in the back seat turns to the guy in the front seat and says, did you hear what he just said? Wow, that was powerful. Ron, in Tony Dungy's new book, Quiet Strength, he writes about trying to hire you as an assistant coach. After praying about it, you turned him down. I'm sure it was probably for more money, right? (laughs) But because you were convinced God had something else for you to do where you were, is this radio program part of that game plan that God has had for you? Well, Les, I think every decision, whether to stay or to go, should be very strategic and purposeful for kingdom purposes, not just my own career. I believe that God was calling me to respond to ministry that he wanted me in the state of Nebraska. Not climbing the coaching ladder for success, according to the eyes of the world, but rather for ministry for the glory of God. So I believe he was inspiring me to stay in the state of Nebraska. I turned Coach Dungy down, and for the next several years, God began to pack onto my plate the opportunity to spread the gospel through Christian radio and had numerous opportunities on statewide radio to declare the message of Christ through the vehicle of sports. When I was fired in 2003, you know, I I wanted to know what was the next step. God, what was in there for me? And God asked Moses what was in his hand for the next step of his life. I believe that God was asking me what's in my hand. And that staff in my hand was radio and sports. At that point, I started to see God put together pieces that I could not explain. Only God could do, not only for statewide radio, but for national radio. And when you decided to come on board and hire Tom Rogerberg to conduct a national radio program, and then when you all asked me to host it, 
I began to see that God was truly moving me in that direction. And what's interesting, Les, is that you had a vision for it before you came to FCA. Tom Rogerberg, who was not working for FCA, and myself, who was not with FCA, all of us had this vision for a national radio show. And then God ushered all of us into FCA and now seemingly has begun to fulfill that call for a national radio program by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by stewarding sports for him. Couldn't agree more, Ron. I tell you, when you surrender totally to Christ, he sees the future. He sees way down the road before we do. We want to have all the answers. I think sometimes if he gave them to us, we'd turn and run the opposite direction. You know, Ron, uh, you've done a lot of hosting other radio programs. And let me ask you, what makes sharing the victory different from other sports programs? Well, Les, perhaps there are a couple of other Christian radio shows around the country that promote Jesus through the vehicle of sports. But what I think is unique about FCA is that the radio show is not the hub of the ministry. Really, the four C's, coaches, campus, camps, community, have provided a large volume of ministry for a number of years. And with or without the radio show, this ministry will be very active across the nation. But the radio show gives us an opportunity not only to highlight those four C's, but I also believe to steward sports prophetically across the nation. In other words, to really demonstrate the difference between God's way of doing sports and man's way of doing sports. You know, God told Jeremiah that if he was going to be his spokesman, he would have to be willing to extract the precious from the worthless. That's in Jeremiah 15, 19. Unless we get an opportunity every week to extract in the world of sports the difference between the precious and the worthless. And, you know, when you listen to a lot of just secular radio shows regarding sports, you get a lot of the worthless stuff. You get a lot of stuff that's based on man's glory. But when you listen to our show, Lord willing, what you'll hear is that extraction piece, being able to say, hey, here's the world's way or man's way of doing sports, but let us tell you about God's way of doing sports. It starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ, and it outflows through the glorification of Christ while doing the sport. Sports is a great platform, but it's also a great crucible. In other words, it can highlight and display the glory of God through spectacular athletic feats and coaches and athletes, but it also gives us the opportunity to use sports as a crucible to reveal through trial and testing who we are and to show the difference in our lives between the flesh and the spirit and then give us an opportunity to do the world of sports led by the Spirit of God. That's what I'm looking forward to with this show. You know, Ron, I tell you, I'm excited because uh, I've been in the National Football League 23 years and called a lot of players rookies. And I'm a rookie at this, but I tell you, I've talked to a lot of veterans uh, in the radio industry across America, and they tell me that there's no show like this, and they're so excited to have this marketed and uh, presented across the country. It's going to make a difference in hundreds of thousands of lives as we look back these next five to ten years. We'll play more of Ron Brown's interview with FCA President Les Steckel next week. Up next on Sharing the Victory, Ron talks with the coach of the Super Bowl champion Indianapolis Colts, Tony Dungy. We'll be right back after this brief timeout. You love sports, and you love reading about sports. But your favorite sports publication seems to have become little more than a fantasy league report. Enter Sharing the Victory. 
If you like what you're hearing today, you'll for sure want to read FCA's Sharing the Victory magazine, published nine times a year. Sharing the Victory magazine is 40 full-color pages featuring in-depth articles on some of America's most popular professional and college athletes and coaches. In Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll also get solid tips on sports nutrition, profiles on outstanding FCA community service projects, sports-themed devotionals, perspectives from wives of coaches, and commentaries from Ron Brown that challenge you to take a stand for your faith in every arena of life. Call now to order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine for only $19.95 per year at the toll-free number 1-800-386-0941. That's 1-800-386-0941. Or go to our website at sharingthevictory.com. Again, is your host of Sharing the Victory, Ron Brown. Sharing the Victory's guest is Tony Dungy, head football coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And uh, of course, about everybody, I think, in the world has heard of Tony Dungy. And if they didn't up until last year, they sure do now. Super Bowl champion, Indianapolis Colts. Tony, congratulations and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Ron. It's always wonderful to be on with you, and uh, you're right. It just seems like once you win a Super Bowl, that <laughs> vaults you into the public eye, and it's been hectic, but it's been a lot of fun. Tony, it's obvious that your love for Jesus Christ has permeated everything you've done. You were clear to announce that after the Super Bowl victory in front of probably millions and millions of people all over the world, which was a great testimony for the Lord. But one of the things I've wondered about someone in your situation Do you feel, I mean, with all the groups that are coming after you to speak and to represent their company or even the Lord's name, do you feel like you're being used at all and thrown out of whack? Or how do you feel about all that? Not uh, a sense of being used at all, but just really trying to wonder what's the best opportunities, what's the best way you can utilize your time, because everyone uh, has a message they want to get out, and even a great message, uh, a great Christian message. There's only so much that you can do so many hours in a day, so what do you take on, what do you have to say no to? And that sometimes is the hardest thing, to turn people down who have uh, great things that they would like you to do. Well, Coach, you know, much has been made about the fact that you are the first African-American to win a Super Bowl as a coach. Could you give us some leverage on that a little bit? Because you had some comments about that after the game. And uh, I, as a fellow African-American, am very proud of you and what that represents to people all over the world, no matter what color they are. And certainly through the difficulties the African-American has had to go through in this nation to see you move into that realm and inspire many is a great thing. But you had another take on it, and I'd love to have our audience hear your commentary on that. It was, Ron. It was a a situation I was very proud of, and I knew that so many people had gone into that arena and not gotten the opportunity to coach professional football, not uh, really had the opportunity to get in the position to coach a national championship football team. Just the the jobs, the opportunities didn't come. So Mm -hmm. I was proud of that. I remembered watching Doug Williams when I was younger, quarterback a a Super Bowl team, and and how much that impacted the African-American community. So I I was very, very aware of that and didn't want to minimize that at all. But still... I had to let people know that wasn't the most important thing. As important as that was and as proud as I was to represent uh, African-American coaches, I was still a a Christian coach, number one, and Mm -hmm. I wanted to to say that and say it 
both, that yes, as an African-American, but also as a Christian. That's what I was representing the Lord in in that trophy ceremony. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that, Tony. And I feel also that the two are not disconnected because that was under God's sovereignty. He knows how he wants to raise certain people up at certain different times for his purposes. And, and I believe God's hand was all over that regarding you in, in every way. And the glory goes to God, as you mentioned. I, I feel it was. And, and just the way it all transpired and to be there with the Chicago Bears and Lovey Smith and just mm-hmm. really that no matter who won the game, it was going to be the same scenario, an African-American coach, a Christian coach coming on as the winner. It really just couldn't have been orchestrated any other way than the Lord's hand. Well, well, Tony, nobody knows more than you, I would guess, that the rubber meets the road in the Christian life. And um, you've had to go through some difficult times here in the last year. In fact, the last time you and I talked, Coach, uh, it was the same day that uh, James died, mm-hmm. your son. And, uh, of course, I read the newspaper the next day, and I was, I was devastated, as the whole world was. But, you know, that was right in the middle of your football season. You were either undefeated or pretty close mm-hmm. to it at that point. The season kind of took a little bit of a turn. Uh, you lost in the playoffs in a real difficult uh, game. And uh, with all of that going on, Coach, where was your faith then and what were people seeing at that time? Well, what you hope they see is the fact that as Christians, we're not promised an easy road. We're not promised a, a perfect road, but we're promised that God will never leave us or forsake us. And it's easy to say And it's easy to believe when everything's going great, when you're winning Super Bowls and you're getting accolades and everything seems to be rolling well with your family life, to be able to say, God will never leave me or forsake me, that's pretty easy. But the real test is when it it does get difficult. And I think that's what my family and I felt uh, and our players felt at that time. Okay, we we have, have a tough time. People expected us to win. We didn't win. What are we going to show the world at this point? Are we going to show them that we still believe, that we still persevere? And that's what it was all about for us. Well, we talk a lot about the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, but there was the incredible resurrection of Jesus as well. And and I believe that that continually takes on meaning in the Christian's life. For you, in that point of your life where you had just experienced tragedy and difficulty, what did you sense was resurrecting in you that began to shine forth through your coaching and through your personal life? Well, I had at that time so many people call and give me encouragement and try to lift me up that I felt that was going to be my calling in the next few years after that is to try to lift people up from tough circumstances. And I've been able to do that, had the opportunity to do that. Um, I've also been able to tell people that, hey, in 2001, uh, I was fired from my job uh, in Tampa. And in 2007, I'm in Time Magazine as one of the most influential people around. And no different as a person, Mm. just the fact that the Lord created those opportunities. And uh, he can take situations that we look at as being difficult, and he can use them for his glory. And that's what he's done in our life. Well, Coach Dungy, uh, you've been a modern-day hero for so many here in America. I know many people are proud of you, but certainly those of us in the body of Christ know what you stand for. And through the ups and downs and the trials and the tribulations and the successes and the failures and all of that, it's been neat to see Romans 8, 28, and 29 lived out in your life as uh, God uses all things to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ. And thank you for being such a, a bold stalwart for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate it. 
My guest today has been Tony Dungy with Sharing the Victory, great head football coach with the Indianapolis Colts, a man who loves the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, has very boldly announced to the world that that's who he's following, and we thank him for being on our show today. My name is Ron Brown. You're listening to Sharing the Victory, the national radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I'll be back in just a moment with my interview with college basketball's most famous coach ever, the legendary John Wooden. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. When Tony Dungy led the Indianapolis Colts to victory in Super Bowl XLI, history was made. He became the first African-American coach to win football's biggest game. Millions of people are fascinated how this mild-mannered, yet impassioned Christian man led this pro football team to its heights in the midst of huge obstacles. Tony Dungy has not only survived, but through the power of Jesus Christ, he has thrived. Quiet Strength provides deep insight to this man, used by God in a profound way that will inspire and challenge men and women of all ages to know and long for the love of a God who will pursue them relentlessly. You'll want our special FCA edition of his hardcover book, Quiet Strength, now available for only $19.99, far below all bookstore prices. Order Quiet Strength by calling 1-800-386-0941 or online at fcagear.com. Now back to Sharing the Victory and your host, Ron Brown. Where is John Wooden now? Arguably the greatest coach in sports history with influence that has reached out across the world. Sharing the Victory found John Wooden at his home in Encino, California. Hello, Coach Wooden. Hey, tell me, what is life like for you right now at the age of 95? I stay quite busy. Uh, sometimes my children say I should try to get back into teaching uh, so it wouldn't be so much overworked. So I keep busy uh, all the time, but I think it's important that you uh, do that. I enjoy people, and it's like this place at Vips where I go. You know, conservatively speaking, I have breakfast there six or seven mornings a week. <laughs> Coach, you retired in 1975, and have you found yourself to be busier now in your retirement years than when you were actually coaching at UCLA? I had no idea that it would be, but the difference is that I do the things that I want to do rather than necessarily have to do while teaching. So, But I had no idea there'd be so many requests and so many things, and uh, going on it all the time, but I'm happy, and maybe that's the reason I'm still around. Coach Wooden, 10 national titles in 12 years, including seven in a row, a winning percentage of 80%, a Hall of Famer, both as a player at Purdue and a coach at UCLA, and in 2003, you were awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Just about every honor that you could possibly get has been rightfully bestowed upon you. Coach, when you look around your home and you see all of the reminders of national titles and honors of all sorts. D does that surprise you? Are you humbled by this? Well, it's been sort of amazing, but at the same time, I realize that most of the awards of that type that I've received, others have been so responsible for. You know, I was fortunate to have many great players and have some outstanding basketball teams and have been associated with, with wonderful people and set a good example. So I'm very grateful for them, but at the same time, I know that 
I'd like to feel I have a little part of it. For the most part, it's been others that are responsible. As a coach, you have to deal with so many different personalities. And so if you look at a Ralph Drollinger, let's say, versus a Bill Walton or a Lou Alcindor or what have you, I'm sure you've had to deal with so many different attitudes. You were at the time where there was a, the racial divide was very prominent in this country, and, and uh, you had ball players from all over America, black and white players, et cetera. Could you talk to us a little bit about how your philosophy on dealing with the individual uniquely? Well, I think it's very important that anyone in a supervisory position with those under uh, your supervision, you must recognize the fact that no two are alike. Treating everyone alike, in my opinion, shows partiality because they don't all earn and deserve the same treatment. You're imperfect, of course, and you're going to be wrong at times, but it'll come out. I told my players every year, young man, don't expect me to like you all the same. I will not like you all the same. You don't like each other all the same, and that's natural. I love you all the same, and I will not like you all the same, and I'm not going to treat you all the same. I'm going to try to give you the treatment you earn and deserve, and uh, if I'm wrong too much, you know, I won't be around. You'll have somebody else <laughs> in my position. Uh, but I want them to understand that and not expect the same treatment. So, now, I, in turn, I must analyze each individual. I know very well that um, one of the greatest motivating factors you can have is the pat on the back. But I also know that sometimes the pat must be a little lower, a little harder in a sense. <laughs> uh, so um, I think I learned as time went by, I was better able to analyze the individuals under my supervision. I knew that some I had to pat on the back more and uh, so others I had to be a little more strict with and to get them to uh, execute near their own particular level of competency. If you could sum up your life by giving America 95 years of wisdom, what would you say, Coach? Well, I believe if you have a feeling that you may not know where your path may lead, but somebody is directing it, if you believe in that, uh, you're going to be able to execute whatever you're doing uh, uh, without stress. And I believe that is the important thing. And I wanted our youngsters and I wanted myself to be able to work without stress. And I, I actually believe that for some reason, because primarily what my father tried to teach uh, when I was young in grade school, that you should never try to be better than anyone else. You should learn from others because you'll never know a thing. You don't learn from someone else. And you should never cease trying to be the best you could be at whatever you're doing. That's under your control. The others aren't. And if you get too engrossed or enhanced or concerned in regard to things over which you have no control, uh, it's going to have a negative effect. If you do that, you're not going to have peace within yourself. And if you don't have peace within yourself, uh, you cannot operate efficiently. And you can't have peace within yourself if you don't believe in Jesus. You know, there's no one quite like John Wood. Yet every month on Sharing the Victory, we'll feature a segment called, Where Are They Now? If you would like us to interview a famous athlete or coach from the past, will you let us know? You can contact us simply by emailing www.sharingthevictory.com or calling the STV Communications Department at 1-866-STV-5031. That's one 866-788-5031. Thanks. It'll be fun to hear from you. Coming up next is commentary from the president of the FCA, longtime NFL and college football coach Les Steckel. Stay tuned for Coach's Corner following this brief timeout. Disappointments are a daily aspect of our busy lives. 
But what if your disappointment is also visible to hundreds of millions of TV watchers? You can imagine what Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator Les Steckel experienced as his Titans came up one yard short of victory in the most memorable play in 40 years of Super Bowl history. Now, after 32 years as an NFL and college coach, Les Steckel has written about his roller coaster life journey common to football coaches. Game defeats, job losses, and multiple moves can actually lead to an amazing personal and spiritual victory, as you'll discover in his book, One Yard Short, Turning Your Defeats into Victories. Get a copy for yourself or several for friends. One Yard Short is available for only $15.99, toll free at 1-800-386-0941. That's 1-800-386-0941 or online at fca.org. You are listening to FCA's Sharing the Victory with Ron Brown. Once again, it's time for our regular weekly feature, Coach's Corner, with the president of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Les Steckel. Today, Coach Les describes how critical it is for a team, a family, a business unit, or any group for that matter, to exhibit cooperation to accomplish what it needs to. When I was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, Bruce Matthews, an NFL veteran of 17 seasons and future Hall of Famer, said something to a team one night at a team meeting which advanced us to Super Bowl 34. He said, it's amazing how much we can accomplish when no one cares who gets the credit. He stood up and said that and sat down. What a powerful statement. It spoke volumes about cooperation. You know, the dictionary defines cooperation as working together toward a common end or purpose. To me, that's teamwork. Where I used to live, you could see Canadian geese flying on a daily basis. I've noticed they never fly solo. They're always in formation. You see in the flock, there's a leader, and each successive bird flies in a V to the left or right of the leader. Canadian geese are obviously very large birds, but the movement of air by the wings of each bird makes the job of flying easier for the birds behind it. Studies have shown that it's nearly impossible for one goose to reach its destination alone. The journey's too hard without the entire team. The same's true in life. We simply can't do it alone. God never intended us to. But to develop and maintain healthy relationships that are essential to stay close to God, we often have to overcome obstacles one of which can be pride. You know the expression, there's no I in team? Well, what's in the center of the word pride? That's right, it's I. See the connection? In order to have a successful team, family, business, or any group, we must deny ourselves and cooperate with each other, lay down all the pride for the sake of the group. In the version of the Bible called The Message, Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 reads, You are blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. And to be part of God's family is to be part of the most successful team of all. God bless you. You know, personally, as a former coach, it was incredible to have Tony Dungy, John Wooden, and Les Steckel on the same show. But we're not done yet, because next week we have Sean Alexander, the superstar running back for the Seattle Seahawks, and that colorful head football coach for Florida State University, Bobby Bowden. And we'll have Coach Steckel along with us again. And until then, God bless you from all of us at Sharing the Victory. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening today. We always welcome your comments. 
and we're happy to receive nominations for our features honoring outstanding athletes and coaches. If you'd like to recommend a particular Christian athlete or coach in your area, please do write us. Tell us as much as you can about him or her, including, of course, their sport, their school, their leadership, and notable community involvement. You can write us via email at sharingthevictory.com or by mail at sharingthevictory, 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul of sports.